Solid Snake, Rambo, Captain America. It seems that we have no shortage of fictionalized characters who are portrayed as the perfect soldier. But that's the key word here. Fictional. As in, not real. I mean, there couldn't possibly be a real person in history with the skills and strength to be a one-man army, right? Well, while the whole idea of a super soldier with the strength of an entire regiment is complete fiction, there are a few cases in history where it might not be? I mean, these records are old and are probably highly exaggerated. Uh, for instance, one chronicle says that in 1066, during the Battle of Stamford Bridge, a lone giant berserker viking blocked the bridge and took down 40 English soldiers before someone floated underneath the bridge and stabbed the viking from below. Now, is this true? I don't know. We really don't have many other sources on this. But it's possible. I mean, the Vikings entered their warrior berserker state through a combination of hallucinogenic mushrooms and self-induced hysteria. With that combination, who knows what's possible? But I mean, that's like the era of history where it can be hard to d differentiate fact from fiction. Which, I mean, happens the further back you look in history. I mean, you got like the modern era, where you know everything in history. Then you got like medieval-ish times. Where, where, you know, a lot of sources are missing, but through context clues and other sources, you can kind of figure it out. And then you just go back where it's like, eh, best guesses. But, but, but either way, luckily, uh, there is one soldier who we have tons of sources about because he fought in the Winter War. That's right. Today, I'm talking about the White Death, the Magic Shooter. The man, the myth, the legend, Simo Heha, on this week's episode of Historical Hijinks. Alright, alright, alright. So, 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 so let me set the scene for you. It's November, 1939. Just three months after the outbreak of World War II, the leader of the Soviet Union, Joseph Stalin, you know, the, being the paranoid megalomaniac he was, was afraid that the Germans would invade Russia by going through neutral Finland. Which I know sounds kind of far-fetched, but to be fair, Germany did pull the exact same kind of thing by invading France through neutral Belgium. Twice. So the Soviet Union decided it was in their best interests to invade the small country of Finland and, you know, make it a buffer state for Russia, which was something Russia would uh, do a lot in the aftermath of World War II. Uh, but anyway, Russia invaded Finland in November 1939, and the war would only last through the winter. Hence the name, the Winter War. Now, we cut to a farmer in southern Finland, near the Russian border. This was Simo Heha, who had previously served in the Finnish military for a year of compulsionary training in 1925. And, oh, okay, look, while his name is technically pronounced Simo Hauha, I, I, you know, in his native tongue of, 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 of Finnish, it's really hard to say, you know, for, 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 for me not knowing Finnish, and I don't want to 
butcher it. So I'll 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 just stick with the non-Finnish pronunciation. Uh, you know, uh, by saying, uh, heyha. Anyway, uh, heyha mostly did a lot of uh skiing, farming, and a lot of hunting with the bolt action rifle he purchased from his year of military training. Uh, just the hunting with the bolt action rifle. He he didn't ski and farm with it. Uh, just just to be just just to be clear. Um, um, I, I mean, unless he used it to get rid of farm pests. I mean, that's one way to, that's one way to do it. Which, I mean, I guess is kind of what happened with the Australian Emu War. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So look, uh, when the Soviets invaded Finland, uh, Heha was called to arms. And even though he only had some sniper training the year before, Heha was an excellent marksman when it came to hunting. And so he was made a sniper. And, well, he was really good at it. Like really really good like uh the soviets accused him of having aimbot on and here's where it gets crazy because because he brought his old bolt action rifle to the winter war with him using it instead of a newer model with things with with, with new specs and such and with it he got over 500 kills in a 100 day period and that's only including the kills he made as a sniper when he was alone. As that's not even including the ones when he was with a group of snipers aiming at the same target. This makes him the most deadly sniper in history. And that's not all. As Heha used his old rifle, which did not have a scope. No, you're not hearing things. The greatest sniper in history did not use a scope. And he could hit a target 500 feet or 150 meters away. Get wrecked, noobs. 360 no scope for days. Uh, but not using a scope isn't the only thing Heha did differently from other snipers. His firing position was also unusual. Most snipers lay on their stomach when firing because, you know, it it gives your enemy a smaller target to, to hit if they, if they want to, you know, fire back at you. But Heha fired from a sitting position because he felt it made him aim better. But just being over five feet tall and, and hiding in snow banks more than made up for, for his position. And besides, you wouldn't even be able to find him anyways, as Heha would be perfectly still in the snow, in a white uniform, sometimes in temperatures as cold as negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit, or negative 40 degrees Celsius. Oh, wait. Well, Fahrenheit and Celsius have the same temperature at negative 40. That's cool. Or should I say cold? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad joke. I'll see myself out. Never mind, I still got a show to do. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, that was a bad joke. Um, But, but yeah, Heiha would even put snow in his mouth to hide his breath. You know, because when in the cold, you know, your your breath is visible. And instead of aiming for the head, he would aim for the center because it gave him, you know, a, a better chance of hitting his target. But all these unusual strategies really worked out well, especially the choice to not use a scope, as Soviet snipers had their scopes fog up in the cold, and sometimes the scopes would even reflect the sun, which would give away their position. 
and with him being a really good skier, he could easily move to new positions. Using all these tactics, he started picking off Russian soldiers, who stood out from the snow in their green uniforms. To retaliate, the Russians started sending counter-snipers, who, you know, who Heiha would usually, you know, out-snipe. Is that a word? Out-snipe? Out-sniper? Whatever. He was the better sniper and, and, and took care of them. Now, when that didn't work, they started using entire artillery bombardments. They would be like, hey, I think Heiha's in that area. And they would just fire a bunch of cannons and shells in that area in the hopes that they would get him. Because the Russians were afraid of him. They called him the White Death. The Russians did, which is a nickname rightly earned. Meanwhile, the, the Finns called him, you know, the, the Magic Shooter. I mean, both are, both are very accurate. Uh, anyway, considering that Heiha and 31 other Finnish soldiers fought off a Russian force of 4,000, I mean, those nicknames are rightly deserved. But yeah, they fended off uh, them with machine guns by, uh, by shooting the ice underneath them and having them fall into a frozen lake. And again, those, are, those kills are not counted in his 500 kill figure. Eventually, Heiha was struck with an explosive round in the jaw from an enemy sniper, which knocked him out of the rest of the war. And even though Finland lost the war in the end, I mean, they only had 300,000 men, 32 tanks, and 114 aircrafts, as opposed to the Soviets' 600,000 men, 5,000 tanks, and nearly 4,000 aircrafts. You want to know how many people the Finnish lost? 25,000 men were killed on the Finnish side. And you want to know how many the Soviets lost? 150,000 men! Uh, just... The Soviets really blundered that. I mean, yeah, they won, but they lost a lot more than they should have given their advantage. I guess that's what happens when Stalin guts out all the best generals of the military and replaces them with uh, people loyal to him who aren't good at military tactics and such. Uh, so yeah, that was an embarrassment on the Soviets. Uh, anyway, back to Heiha. Turns out he killed 25% of a Soviet sniper battalion. And his rank went from a corporal in the beginning of the war, which is like the lowest rank for a Finnish non-commissioned officer, to a second lieutenant, which is the highest rank you can get. He recovered from his injuries and lived a long and happy life, dying in 2002 at the ripe old age of 96 but he still remains the best sniper in history. And be thankful you don't have to face him on online first-person shooter games. Anyway, that does it for this week. Uh, sorry that this is a bit shorter and there wasn't one last week. Eh, school just started, you know. A bit busy with that. But uh, I, got a, I got a big fun episode coming up soon. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that. Um, anyway, if you have any questions or suggestions for an episode or want to say hi, you can reach me with, uh, uh, the email, um, historicalhijinkspodcast at gmail.com or reach me, uh, with the Twitters at, at histhijinks. Uh, yeah, um, thank you so much for listening. I'm Nicholas Fowler and this has been one for the history books. <laughs>